You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters Podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and before we kick this episode off, a special thank you to our partners. Starkey, hear better, live better. Weave, the all-in-one patient communication and engagement platform. Redux, faster, drier, smarter, verified. Fader Plugs, the world's first custom adjustable earplug. Welcome back to the Hearing Matters podcast, and we have a very, very special episode lined up for you all today. Today's guest is the one, the only, Dr. Amit Gasalia. If you've been following the Hearing Matters podcast, Dr. Gasalia celebrated Better Hearing and Speech Month with us May of 2021. Dr. Gasalia is from West Valley Hearing Center located in California. And yes, it is always sunny in California. I wish I lived out there because of how beautiful the weather is. Dr. Gasalia, welcome back to the Hearing Matters podcast, my friend. Blaze, thank you for having me. And just FYI, it never rains in Southern California except today. Get out. It's a it's a rainy day out in, in SoCal. Absolutely. Gloomy, cloudy, and rainy. Yes. Well, I am sorry to <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Sending the sun your way, my friend. Dr. Gasalia, you and I have been connected for a few years now. And I have to say, one of the many reasons why I admire you and what you do is because you have such a passion for audiology. You're philanthropic, you mentor, you love working directly with the patients, and your passion for hearing healthcare is absolutely, it's intoxicating to say the least. One of the many events that occur in the hearing healthcare is the annual Odd Boss Conference. And for any hearing healthcare professional tuned in right now, whether you're a private practice or wherever you're at in the industry, chances are you have heard of Odd Boss, founded by April Royan, audiologist, and Dr. Amit Gasalia. Dr. Gasalia, for our listeners tuned in right now, what is Odd Boss? Hey, thanks for the great introduction, Blaze. Uh, I appreciate it, and I'm happy to be here. I want to discuss uh, the question you asked about Oddboss because it's a pretty interesting story. So back in 2017, I was up at, in Eden Prairie at Starkey, and this young lady approached me, and she said, you know, I want to create a place where we could have private practice owners get together, discuss things that work in their practices, maybe talk about what doesn't work, even talk about, you know, HR stuff and marketing, et cetera, et cetera, things that make a practice run. And in 2018, we made that a reality and created Oddboss. And what Oddboss really is, it started off as a private practice owner's Facebook group. So if you're in private practice, whether you're an audiologist or a hearing aid dispenser, as long as you're the owner of a practice, you can join Oddboss, the Facebook page. What's happened since then is we've grown it and we've, we've you know, back in 2018, early 2019, a bunch of folks on the page started posting about maybe physically getting together. And so we decided let's do a conference. And so April has some background in event planning with certain hearing aid companies in her past. And I have the reach and maybe some of the research arm of things and, and know some of the speakers that we could get. 
And we started a summit and we started the first one in 2019, totally, you know, uh, ground up. We didn't really know how it was going to go. And we thought only 20, 25 people would join, but we ended up with 150 people that showed up in Naples, Florida, all private practice owners. And we had a great time. And then 2020, of course, you know, what could go wrong in 2020? Of course, we had the pandemic. Uh, and we still- I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> you want me to talk? I can talk for an hour about the pandemic. <laughs> I think uh, people are tired of hearing of it. However, I will tell you that even during the pandemic, when nobody else was having conferences, we still went to Denver, Colorado, and we held a conference. And 2021, we decided we would do it on a cruise, but the pandemic was still going on, and that was a disaster. So we didn't move it to shore, to Miami Beach. And had our 2021 summit, and that was also very, very successful. And then this year, which uh, I'm sure you already know, and I'm sure you're going to ask about, is uh, Anaheim, California, which we just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, where we ended up with uh, just under 300 people, and it was very, very successful. So anybody who's in private practice, especially owners, can join the page. But the conference is pretty open. We had a, a handful of people who were not actually in a private practice, meaning I had, there was one audiologist who I met, she works at the VA, but she's so interested in the topics. I had uh, somebody who's not even in the industry. It was the husband of an audiologist who said, you know, I'm in a different industry, but the topics are related to any industry. You know, yes, we'll just have to weed through some of the ears and ear and stuff, but it was uh, it was a very impactful conference. And so that, you know, we're, we're going to continue growing it. And I don't mean growing by numbers. I think we know that Having about 300 people is probably just the right number for us. And it's a sweet spot because it keeps it quaint enough where we could network and still have one-on-one -on -one conversations with everybody. Mm. So even though I know we could grow this to five, six, 700 people, the reality is that I'm not gonna, we're not going to do that. Dr. Gasali, I, I really like that approach because oftentimes when you're building a community and you're building a network, it's like, well, let's scale them. Let's welcome as many people as we can. Whereas you're taking that very homegrown approach of this is a very special group of hearing healthcare professionals and audiologists. And I can say from the private practice owner standpoint, I love the Odd Boss Private Practice Facebook group, because if you have, let's just say, a challenge in the clinic, whether it be an HR question or even during the pandemic, everyone was so helpful with, you know, what 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 is PPP? What is SBA doing? It is a group and it is a community that really stands behind and supports each other. So thank you and April and the entire group for what you're doing, because you're building such a strong and have built a strong foundation of hearing healthcare professionals who really do believe in patient satisfaction being number one. Yes, I am going to ask you about the most recent Odd Boss Conference. So the most recent Odd Boss Conference was hosted in sunny Anaheim, California. Odd Boss always invites industry thought leaders to speak at their annual conference. And y'all have a lot of heavy hitters, usually every year. Tell us about this year's lineup, Dr. Gasalia. You know, when attendees leave the conference, they have to go home with copious amounts of takeaways to implement into their practice. So tell us a little bit about these takeaways. Yeah, you know, back in 2001, sorry to go back so far over 20 oh, years please. ago, uh, I was on the meeting committee for what is still known as the American Auditory Society. I had spent 10 years volunteering for the organization. And one of the titles of their sessions was called Translational Research. And what that meant is that these PhD, you know, audiologists, engineers, MDs, whoever, 
would present their research, and the American Auditor Society is a fully research-based organization, but they they call it translational research because you can learn the research, learn about what their findings are, and then go back home on Monday morning and start applying that research to your day-to-day practice. Every year, there was one or two sessions like that. What we created with Oddboss is we wanted to provide not just research, because you can get that in, in, in a lot of different conferences, a lot of different summits. But what I wanted to do is to really create a program of topics that once you left and you went back home, that Monday morning, you can start utilizing a lot of the things that were taught. So to give you a, a rough example, okay, so we had a bunch of very, very fantastic speakers. I'm not going to name all of them, but there was a talk about humanitarian audiology. So how do you create your own humanitarian or nonprofit? Because I think most of us have pretty decent hearts and we want to give back to our communities, but we don't know where to start. Sure, some people will go to their churches and that's fine, their temples, where their religious places of worship, and they'll volunteer their time there or they'll donate to maybe a needy family. But what about creating something even bigger, right? So if you want to do something in the whole community, how do you get that started? What is the process? Do you need a 501c3? So Dr. Joe Dancy and Dr. Kim Ortega both have very, very large, and I support both of these organizations because they're so fantastic. And they talked about how they've created their foundations and things that people can do to get their foundations off the ground. So that's one, right? So that's something that people can go back home and start planning and start using. Uh, another uh, talk that was uh, given was about uh, private practice growth. So we had three odd bosses who are at various levels of size of their practices. And that's Dr. Jason Ruiz out in New York, Dr. Lana Joseph Ford down in, in uh, New Orleans, and Dr. Ross Cushing out in the Mid-Atlantic East Coast region. You know, Ross has like 22 plus locations and he's younger than me, I think. And he's very, very successful. Well, not everyone wants to own 22 practices Uh, Jason owns two or three practices. I'm sorry, Jason, if you're listening, but I can't remember if it was two or three, but he's got two or three locations in New York. Maybe somebody just wants to have the one single location, but they want to grow horizontally instead of vertically, meaning, yeah, you know what? I just want to build on what I have in this one location. So that private practice panel was very, very successful. And and again, we had so many great talks and topics that, you know, the, the takeaways, I hope, is that people were, number one, inspired Number two, we're motivated to continue forward, knowing that audiology is not dying, as some people, you know, the doom and gloom folks are out there trying to fear monger and tell us that audiology is dying when the truth is, as you know, the best patient care possible. You know, we talk about best practices. Your show is really focused on best practices. Best practices involves the provider. And without a provider, there's there's no such thing as best practices without a provider involved. So we know that. We know all of these market threats that are out there, they all fail because the provider isn't involved in some of those, those things. So the takeaways, I hope, is that we're still here. We're still going to grow. And Oddboss is going to be there to help everybody grow. And that's our, that's our key takeaway. Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging. 
and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth running front office. And if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I really love your approach, especially with the fellow private practice owners that presented at the most recent Odd Boss conference, because you're absolutely right, Dr. Gasalia, and you've been a private practice owner for many years now. Not every private practice owner wants 15 locations or wants 50 locations. I think back to my family's private practice. You know, before I joined, it was my mother, and it was a essentially, she was a, a solopreneur. You know, she went to the different nursing homes. And that's awesome. That is totally cool. Like, what is your vision for your model? Because it is kind of easy to sometimes get into that rhythm of, oh, so-and-so. You might compare yourself like, oh, so-and-so has 50 offices and I only have two. Well, am I successful? Well, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So in your mind, if you say, I've always wanted to own one private practice location, you are successful. So I love the approach there and bringing in different uh, models for sure. That's incredible. You also said that audiology is not dying. And guess what? To our listeners, it's not. The hearing healthcare industry, Amit, is ever-evolving. And Odd Boss is a group of private practice owners who inspire, support, and learn from each other. How important is this community, especially in today's competitive landscape? Yeah, great question. You know, in our practice here, we have a single location in Woodland Hills, California, just outside of Los Angeles. We're basically greater Los Angeles. And just recently, even with all the other stories out there that are happening, we expanded our practice. We doubled our space. We were already a fairly decent sized practice. We added a resident. We have an ear, nose, and throat who comes in. Uh, we have two psychologists who are here as well. We've got a huge practice now, including vestibular and hearing aids and tinnitus. And the well-rounded practice is what's going to succeed, right? If we If we're just focusing on, hey, I'm just going to fit hearing aids and nothing else. Well, you need to take a little closer look at what you're providing. And I think there are some people who get worried because that's what they do. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing that because that is definitely a need. My, my professional career started with a hearing aid dispenser. And that's how I started my career. And that's all we did is we did a very simple test and we fit hearing aids. And that's all we did. It was a very one track system very focused on what we're doing so there's nothing wrong with that and and so i don't want to you know uh slam anybody who's doing that but the reality is that as we move forward every profession is looking at what are the out of the box ideas that we can use to continue to not only be sustainable but how do we continue to grow and i i talked to physicians i talked to hundreds uh i think the last count we were looking at our database and it's over a thousand physicians just in greater la 
that I talk to, in, whether it's in groups, in you know seminars that they invite me to come talk about tinnitus or hearing loss or whatever it is. And the idea is that every one of those physicians is doing something different. Have you ever heard of a dentist doing Botox? Yeah, they're doing that because you can't just keep cleaning teeth all day long. I'm simplifying what a dentist does, but you know you can't just be that one track specialty. So you have to add certain things to kind of become more of a well-rounded clinic. We talk about the Ida Institute who really promotes patient-centered care. Patient-centered care is the number one thing that's going to keep you going. So your question about Oddboss in this community that we have, when we talk about competition, sometimes the competition is ourselves, right? So sometimes I'll look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I don't feel that the audiologist down the street is my competition. I don't feel that the -the over-the-counter devices that are coming out are my competition. I don't feel the big box stores being my competition, And the reason why is because I think I recognize, and I think a lot of us do the same, that, you know what, the biggest competitor to our uh, competition to ourselves is ourselves. You know, what am I limiting myself? Am I, am I keeping a closed mindset about so many things? You know, can I use over-the-counter devices in my practice? Sure. Can I, you know, maybe do some more vestibular work in our practice? Sure. I can do all these things. It's just a matter of whether I want to do it or not. So in the odd boss community, it's not just a bunch of folks that are only working on hearing aids. We have folks, uh, you know, Angela Alexander, et cetera, down to uh, auditory processing disorders. You've got a bunch of vestibular auto. You've got pediatric audiologists. You've got, you know, you name it. Uh, I mean, you don't have an education audiologist because they're not in private practice, but you've got a bunch of different varieties of specialties. And that's how we continue to stay relevant in this competitive market. To dovetail off that Amit, you know, the last time that you were on the show, we talked a lot about, you know, we did a series and what is an audiologist and OTC and what are best practices. And I I love that entire statement there because I remember, you know, obviously working side by side with my father, he specialized in central auditory processing. Yeah. And we had patients traveling and still do two and a half, three hours for that testing. That's what I'm most excited about the hearing healthcare industry is because there's now such a highlight on all of these other areas that audiologists and hearing healthcare professionals can practice in. Madison Levine, she was at the Odd Boss conference. She is a rock star and she's genetically predisposed as well. Her mother was a hearing healthcare professional and just seeing how she's implementing earwax cleaning and and balance testing. It's incredible. And it's so enlightening and refreshing to see your group coming together, sharing ideas. Really, it's because they have such passion for the hearing healthcare industry and helping their patients. So you, you used three letters previously, OTC. These three letters have been looming over our industry's head for years now. And these three letters are O-T-C. I don't like to assume, but I'm sure the message at the most recent Odd Boss Summit regarding OTC was that hearing healthcare providers will continue to be a part of the equation as it relates to hearing aid fittings. Can you tell us why audiologists and hearing healthcare professionals are so important and play an essential role throughout the hearing aid process? Sure. You know, a couple of things. Number one, 
at the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned some of your partners, Starkey Weave, Redux, and Fader Plugs, and they're all Oddboss sponsors as well. And each one of those companies had been very adamant about, hey, the provider, the audiologist that you're working with should be the first point of contact. Now, I use an example. When we talk about, I'm going to treat my own medical issue with some form of treatment. If I start coughing, am I going to go and just go buy cough syrup? What if it's pneumonia? How do I know? What if it's valley fever, which is something that when I grew up in Arizona, there were a lot of people that had valley fever. What if it's lung cancer, right? I mean, let's be, let's, let's take it to the extreme, but I'm just coughing. And so I'm going to take cough syrup to cure the issue. Well, that's not the appropriate action. Even pharmacists who are actually very involved in this process, they don't want to be involved in this process with over-the-counter devices. There are pharmacies out there that are saying, hey, take this card to the pharmacist and you can buy an over-the-counter hearing device. Now, I spoke with the American Pharmaceutical Pharmacy Association. I'm sorry, I can't remember if it was APA or APTA, something like that, APA. Uh, the American Pharmacy Association, I talked to a few people and they are actually very opposed to doing this because they're already spread thin. Go to your local pharmacy and see how busy those pharmacists are. They're super busy. And for them to have to troubleshoot a hearing device, it's not in their scope. They don't want to do it. Okay, so let's push the pharmacies aside. Let's say that somebody goes online and you buy a device online and they send it to you. And now you do a hearing screening. I can't even call it a hearing test. You do a hearing screening on an app or on their website. And I've done hundreds or dozens, at least dozens of these, okay? Where I've gone on, I've done the test myself. I can fake the test very easily. I can do all kinds of stuff to not have an accurate response. And whether it's noise in the room, whether it's distractions, whatever it is. And most of the time, it'll say I have a hearing loss, even though I have normal hearing. And so it'll say, buy this device. So I'll buy the device. I always return the devices and get my money back. However, we run tests on them. And I can tell you that 99%, I would say 100%, but I, I don't want to say 100%. 99% of these devices are not good. So if I took a simple example, and I posted this recently, you talked about best practices earlier, and I talked about it. And one of the components of best practices is called verification. You put a hearing device in somebody's ear, you program it, you verify that the things that the device is doing the right job. How do you do that? You put a probe microphone in somebody's ear and you measure what's coming out of the hearing aid. So we take these over-the-counter devices, we program them, or we do the hearing test and it self-fits. And then we go into our sound booth to do some verification. None of them have been remotely close. I mean, zero. None of them have been remotely close to even the least priced hearing aid or the lowest level of prescription hearing aid out there. And we've done the study. We've done it numerous times. There's even other companies who have posted online with the same thing. None of them come even close to meeting the targets. That means if you buy a car, I won't you know, pinpoint any cars, and they say your car is going to go zero to 60 in four seconds. How do you know it's going to go to zero to 60 in four seconds? Well, you measure it. Well, when you measure it, if you're driving on the street and you punch it and it goes zero to 60, but it takes you 10 seconds, well, that's not zero to 60 in four seconds anymore, is it? So what's the problem? The problem is it wasn't measured right. It's not a very good system. Now, I will say that there are over-the-counter companies out there that are willing to work with providers. 
One of them being Soundwave. They were a sponsor here recently. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to work with us to be able to distribute these devices. The one thing that I'm going to recommend that everybody do is that at least get a hearing evaluation done by an audiologist or a hearing healthcare provider to find out, are you even a candidate for these devices? Because those tests that you do on these apps, they're not accurate audiological uh, assessments. And so we don't know if you really are a candidate. And I've been very involved in this. I know, Blaze, you know this. I had a meeting with the White House. I've been in meetings with the FDA. The White House, uh, I should be very clear, canceled the meeting that morning. But it was me and Dr. Lalwani, who's a big wig at Columbia University, had a meeting with the White House. Before the FDA's ruling came out, we were going to change a few things. And we were very happy to see the FDA listen to us. And we reduced the output limits on hearing aids so we don't damage ears. So I'm very involved in this process, but the requirement or at least the bare minimum for somebody to even be a candidate for these devices is a quote unquote perceived mild to moderate hearing loss, a perceived mild to moderate hearing loss. Most of our patients who come in to get a hearing test don't even realize they have a hearing loss. And some that have a hearing loss think that it's just very mild and it can be very severe or vice versa. We have patients that come in and they're like, I have a hearing loss, but it's earwax. Well, if you buy this device over the counter, how do you know if it's earwax? And now you start wearing something that's not even appropriate for you. So bottom line, uh, you know, you already said it and I'm, I'm kind of belaboring this point. You have to go see the right professionals first. And we're very open. If somebody says, hey, I just want a hearing test to see if I'm a candidate, we'll do the hearing test. And if they really have a mild to moderate hearing loss, I've already told two patients, you are a candidate for those devices. Whether they do it or not is up to them. One of them already bought regular hearing aids and they're doing fantastic. So sorry for the long answer there, Blaze, but I think it's very important. It's a, it's, it's, you're right. It's a, the biggest three letters over the past couple of years, you know, started back as early as 2015 or even earlier, but 2017 President Trump started this process. President Biden uh, tried to finish it. Uh, and then the FDA finally came out with the ruling. No, I, I appreciate your input, Dr. Gasalia, because again, you've been in this industry for many years and you've seen the different threats. And again, I think it comes down to the point where audiologists, we have had solutions that are budget friendly for many years. Our last conversation, you reported you have options for less than $800 for the pair. Now, service isn't going to be the same as someone who buys those advanced to premium level technology, but your practice has been and continues to be community-based. And if you take care of your patients, your patients are going to take care of your business. I forget who told me that a couple of years ago too. That was you, Dr. Gasalia. And this is something that we're so excited about because looking at it this way and that OTC is going to raise awareness of hearing healthcare and why the audiologists and hearing healthcare professionals are so important throughout the process. Dr. Gasalia, Oddboss provides immense, immense value to private audiology practices. While your team hosts its annual summit, you also host workshops throughout the year, which I think is awesome because you have this big event and then it's like, well, I want to stay connected with fellow odd boss practice owners and also individuals who can teach me how to build my business. What has the response been like to these workshops? I, it, it has to be incredible. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised when we started this idea, which wasn't even our idea. There was an odd boss who said, boy, I wish we could do 
more hands-on workshops throughout the year. And in hindsight, it sounds very obvious that that's something we should have done. But at the time, we didn't even think about it. So when the idea came up, we started kind of looking at what are the topics that most owners really need help with. And at the top of the list was billing and insurance. And for the audience, if you're not in our seats being on this side of the desk, insurances are a bear to work with. And they'll tell us one thing, but then they do something else. I just had a patient yesterday that we had to call because we fit her a year ago in 2021. And we've been fighting her insurance who said they were going to pay $5,000 for her hearing aids. And we thought, well, that's a fantastic benefit. So we fit her with her hearing aids, no charge to the patient. And we billed the insurance and it was supposed to be 5,000 bucks. To date, we still have received zero dollars. And finally, we had to call the patient yesterday and very, very timely here that I'm talking about this. And we had to call the patient and say, listen, your insurance is your insurance, not us. So you have to pay the balance now because they're denying it for whatever reason. Patient lost it, very upset. But that wasn't our fault, right? We did everything we were supposed to do. We went by the book. We submitted everything properly. There are practices out there who are, you know, you mentioned your mom being the solopreneur when she started her practice. There are practice owners out there who don't even have staff. One of my closest buddies is down here in Los Angeles. It's just him in the office. No receptionist, no billing person, no bookkeeper on staff. So when patients walk into his office, he goes out, he brings them back into the room or into the testing room. And when some another patient comes in, he has them wait, you know, so there's nobody else there. So where does he get the resources to be able to be successful? He didn't have somebody he can bounce ideas off of, at least in his four wall in his office. So when we decided to do these workshops, we said, well, what are some of the topics that these type of practice owners need? And yes, we had some practice owners who have multiple locations that are very successful, but that's what surprised me, that they were there and they were like, wow, I didn't realize that I could do these things for billing. And we didn't, uh, the first one, we actually didn't really involve odd bosses. We actually asked a bunch of billing companies. So these billing companies are in the audiology space, uh, Farrah Consulting here, Billing uh, Solutions and uh, Audiology Success. So they actually pulled together and it was great to see that even though they are all fighting for the same business, which is us, right? They actually worked together. We had so many sessions where we all pulled our resources and talked together about, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to break this up into eight sections. You know, how do you fill out the HICFA form, for example? What does the benefit really mean, et cetera, et cetera? And we had eight topics in the span four hours. In the future, we're going to cut that down because four hours at once is quite a long time, uh, not only for the audience, but also for the hosts, which is me. So it's a, it's a lot of work. And But the, the, the reward was that people were responding very, very well to the point where we just decided we were only going to do it live because, you know, it's just a resource. You know what? If you want to join, you join and, and learn. But then people kept asking us, hey, I, I really wanted to watch that insurance billing one or you know, is there a way you can repeat it? And so we might repeat something like that next year, but we don't have the bandwidth, if you will, or the infrastructure to be able to put it up on a portal where people can log in, watch it, you know, do an assessment if they want. So we started with that one. It was huge. Uh, we were, again, once again, very surprised, pleasantly surprised with the turnout. 
And then we added more workshops and we decided we'd do it once a month for six months. So January through June and topics included, you know, marketing and uh, some other stuff and the uh, uh, best practices, right? And tinnitus, for example. So we did all of this and we decided to stop in June because our summit's in October. And so we wanted to focus more on the summit, but it gave people four hours, I mean, four hours of just hammering this information in that once you were done the workshop, I mean, I, I feel like I was a billing pro after that. In fact, we revamped about four or five different processes in our office after the billing one. The marketing one, what about like, uh, you know, we had like Eric Sorensen, Cliff Olson, Chantel talked about TikTok. I mean, TikTok, TikTok mm-hmm. for audiology. There are people, you talked about Madison Levine. We did a TikTok at Oddboss. She was at home and, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying with TikTok. I just, I think I'm just past that point where I can't seem to do it the right way, nor do I have time to go back and edit. However, Madison started this process back home. And then the second part of the TikTok was, you know, she takes her foot off the camera and there we are. And so yeah, she, I saw we, that one. That was awesome. Uh, that was a fun <laughs> one, right? And so, you know, I've seen these, I like watching TikToks, but I, I'm just not very good at doing it. But what about TikTok for audiology? There are people like Carson, Robin Carson down in Texas, Carson here. They, they have like millions, millions of views on their earwax removal videos. I mean, that's unbelievable. And the rest of us are seeing the fruits of their labor because the number of patients that we get that come in saying, Hey, I think I've got earwax. I watched this video on TikTok and I, I just want to get it checked out. And sure enough, you know, there's a little bit of wax and so we take it out. So, you know, we're getting the low hanging fruit for all of their efforts. And I, and so there's, there's a lot of different things that we just don't know. And so that's why these workshops have been, I, I subjectively, from my point of view, very rewarding because it really helps the practice owners and the the providers or whoever's watching. We had, we had teams, we had uh, somebody who I, I picked on in the middle of the workshop and he texted me saying, Hey, there's like 12 of us watching this on a big screen TV in our office. So I can't chat back because we're not on a computer. And I thought, Oh, that's great. I mean, that that's awesome. How, that's how awesome it's been. And so the short answer is the, re- the, the response has been fantastic. Uh, we're going to continue them. We're going to change the format a little bit. So it's not four hours. Cause again, I think the feedback has been, Hey, that's just a lot for a Friday afternoon. And, and I get it. So stay tuned. You know, we're going to have some new topics. We might repeat some of the more popular topics and maybe even break it up if we need to, but we will start back in uh, coming up in January again. Dr. Gasalia, I have to know, I just got to know, what is your favorite memory from this year's Odd Boss Summit and what can we expect for next year? Yeah. So this year was so great. We we did something a little bit out of the box. Most conferences are held in hotels, in a ballroom, and we have a stage and people are sitting in the audience and it's kind of the same over and over again. And I'm not saying that's bad. That's just the standard, right? This year, which was just a month ago, we actually held our odd boss at the House of Blues in Anaheim. And it was it, it was something completely different. And it was such a cool venue. We had 46 sponsors. And almost every single one of them has been sending me messages saying, wow, never been to anything like this. This is the number one best conference I've ever been to. And part of it is because we are very laid back, right? I understand our national organizations, the American Academy of Audiology, the uh, Academy of Doctors of Audiology, they have a responsibility to their members to do things a certain way. 
With Oddboss, we can do whatever we want. And the beauty of it is we know that these owners are, you know, we work hard, we play hard. And Mm -hmm. so not only hammer everybody with a lot of content, we also make sure we've provided a really good entertainment and kind of a fun atmosphere as well. So there's not just one. I, I want to highlight a couple of things. So, you know, the first night we had uh, Starkey was our welcome reception sponsor. And I really appreciate Brandon's uh, Swalich's uh, support and Starkey's support. And he's been great with the over-the-counter uh, process as well. It was a rooftop. And at the end of the evening, the Disney fireworks went off, right? And uh, of course, I joked around that we arranged for that. Of course, that's not true. It was really uh, Disney does it every night. The The second night, we actually took everyone out to California Adventure, Disney's California Adventure. And we had a private VIP area. So T-Mobile Accessibility was our sponsor for that. And we walked 300 people from our hotels over to Disney. And we were all waiting, this huge group outside of Disney. And uh, the Disney people kind of walked us in. And once we got in, you could go do whatever you want. But a lot of people came into our little VIP area, you know, eight. And then everyone kind of dispersed within like 30, 40 minutes. I looked around. I was like, yeah, there's only 20 people left because everyone went to go ride rides including me. I went on the Monsters, Inc. ride, which I didn't realize was a kid's ride, but whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> it had the least line. So I went with a couple of people and we sat through and we're like, oh, this was uh, this wasn't what we expected. Uh, and then the final night, which was our 90s party, which was kind of a fun themed party we do every year now. Last year, we did an 80s party. This year's 90s. I don't know what we're going to do next year just yet. Uh, that was sponsored by HearWorks, of course. And it was fun. Now, the the those are fun highlights, right? Throughout the day, some of our speakers on stage had drinks, adult drinks, right? Uh, 10 a.m., uh, we had a panel of uh, industry titans and they had cocktails, 10 a.m. It was just fun, right? We're laid it's back. Five o'clock somewhere. It's, it, yeah, it, it was 10 o'clock any, everywhere, right? And the reality <laughs> is that it didn't matter because we had such a good time. And I, I think that's the bottom line is, yes, we're learning, we're getting inspired, we're getting motivated, but the the number one uh, favorite part, and I know I just told you that there were so many, but the, the one that really sticks true is every year we try to get an impactful speaker, right? To come and just be that one person who's going to make the impact, almost like a keynote speaker. Well, last year we kind of had a keynote speaker. Uh, this year we opened with a keynote with Dr. Arkel Giorgio from Starkey as well. However, we hired a keynote speaker this year. So last year in the pandemic, 30-odd bosses, we went virtually to the Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership Summit. And it was so impactful that I I knew that I had to get one of those speakers. And I had a list of three, right? So Christy, uh, John Deloney, you know, Dave Ramsey, but that would never, I didn't, I knew that would never uh, come true, uh, et cetera. So there were so many great speakers. And I just kept hitting a wall. And luckily, Tucker from HearWorks, said, you know, I'm actually friends with John Deloney. And I thought, oh man, he is the best speaker there. He's a psychologist by trade and education, but now he works with business owners and he's he's just a great guy. He's got a podcast, he's got a couple of books out. So we hired him and he, he did it for a cut rate, which was really, really appreciated uh, because of Tucker's help. And the, the the most memorable part of his talk is about bricks. And maybe you, you know, those of the audience, maybe you've heard him say this. He walked on stage with a backpack and it was super heavy. I know that because when I was backstage, I was moving and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> backpack. And I've heard this story before, but I didn't think about it. And he walked on stage with his backpack and he puts it down on the stage and then he starts talking and he starts talking about the bricks that we carry. 
right? And the bricks that we carry are all the things that are weighing us down. And what are we doing with those bricks? Are we, are we just holding on to them? Are we passing them off to other people? If my staff member does something wrong, am I taking out my frustrations because I've got this heavy brick in my backpack and I'm, that's what's going to make me yell at them like, what the hell are you guys doing? And, and, and I pass the brick onto them and now they've got a brick, right? And now they're carrying something around. And as a private practice owner, that was so impactful because I think, I can't say for certain, I don't have the, the statistics, but I think I can easily say a lot of practice owners have some anxiety, panic attacks, of course, stress. And when he talked about those bricks, it really rang true to where people in the audience were actually tearing up and crying. And it was very obvious those are the people carrying the bricks. So, you know, if, if you get a chance to listen to Dr. John Deloney, or if you you want to get his book, of course, you can get it. Um, that was that had to have been the most impactful part of this year's summit. Of course, the you know, back to more of the fun stuff. Uh, now, to, now that I've uh, made everyone kind of somber here. Uh, you know, we decided we want to keep things fun. And so I was looking all around the country. October in in Florida is not a great place to be, uh, hurricanes and and stuff. So I decided to stay away from Florida. And coming up next year, October 8th through 11th, we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. And we are working with a hotel. So unfortunately, registration is not open yet. We are still backlogged on getting some of this done here so we can go on and, and start the registration process. But I can tell you, based on the comments that we had this year, that we are going to sell out very fast. Because like every year, you know, we always say that, okay, we're going to put a cap on it, but we really want to get as many people there. And if I say we're going to cap it at 300 this year, I'm going to be very serious that not 301, not 302. We're going to limit it to exactly 300 people. So when that registration opens up, uh, I am very certain 75% of the people that were there this year are going to be signing up for next year. So if you are interested, you know, oddboss.com, that's A-U-D-B-O-S-S.com. That's our website. Nothing is up yet about next year. We will be putting that up very shortly. However, uh, we'll be announcing it very soon again with the registration links, and we hope to see you guys there. But it's going to be a great time because, again, Nashville is a fun place. We're going to be right on Broadway, closer to Vanderbilt, we hope. And uh, it's going to be a great time, and you're going to learn a lot. And whether you're in private practice or you're working in an ENT office or you're thinking about going into private practice, this is the place for you. So, Blaze, I, I really appreciate you asking those questions. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast. Joining us today is Dr. Amit Gasalia, audiologist, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and just overall incredible human being. He is from West Valley Hearing Center in California, Southern California. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team we can continue to help our community hear life story.